Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Lisa McNeely. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm your host for Spotlight on Recruiting. Our show today, Break Free from the People-Pleasing Trap. We're going to be discussing how you can own your life and own your career, and these things don't need to be mutually exclusive. Um, I'm really excited to welcome Katie Vollmer to our show today. Um, uh, I'm just going to give a quick introduction on you, Katie, but welcome. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So let me tell you how awesome Katie is, and and what I'm going to share is not even going to probably scratch the surface of how amazing she is and how, like, I'm just honored to have you on the show. So Katie spent 21 years working for a large financial corporation. She's worked her way up from entry level to VP. She's leading um, very large teams. Um, On her journey, she learned how to be an excellent leader and a coach, and that's where she found her passion for coaching women in all aspects of their lives. Um, With that, she founded and is the CEO of Women's Best Life University. She is the host of the podcast, The Working Mom Happiness Method, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and other platforms. Uh, Katie also has fantastic, a book coming out early next year titled The Working Mom Happiness Method. Then, um, in addition to all of that, um, her work has been recognized by Utah Business Magazine, and she is one of the 30 women to watch. Um, she has two kids, spent 14 years learning how to find balance, help, and live her best life as a working mom. So fantastic. Katie, I, like, I'm so impressed, so impressed. So, um, I think, you know, to start off, um, what I want to have you is hear from you and have you share your journey from, you know, being an extreme people pleaser uh, to having boundaries and creating and living your best life while creating that career success. Um, But before we kind of jump into the first question, I would love to have you just kind of share with our listeners what Women's Best Life University is. Thank you so much for that wonderful welcome, Lisa. I feel so humbled and I'm so excited to be here. So, yeah, just really quickly, Women's Best Life University, our mission is to empower women with life-changing education. And that really is the education that we're not really taught growing up in schools or even at work by society. In fact, this education is really, in a lot of ways, the opposite of what we were taught growing up. Uh, And so what happened for me is um, as I started to experience what I believe is the real path to career success on my journey, I became so passionate about the change that it caused in me and then in many other women as I coached them through it that I wanted to start the university to start sharing these methods more broadly. And so our two currently featured courses are the Working Mom Happiness Method, which you already mentioned, the podcast, which is out there and free and available to anyone. We also have a two-month company group program 
program. So we go into companies and we teach a group of their working mom employees how to create their own version of balance and get career success from that. So very excited about that. We also have another course called The Girl's Guide to Thriving Through Middle School because as I started to teach this, so many of the women who have daughters started saying, we need to start teaching this to our daughters at middle school age so we don't go through our 20s, 30s, and sometimes 40s beating ourselves up and extreme people pleasing. We need to get at that sooner. So, so that's Women's Best Life University focus. You can go check out the website at www.womensbestlifeuniversity.com and learn much more about what's going on there. No, oh, I think those are all great things. And so anyone who's listening, our listeners who have, and I, and I would guess it, you could enter through any, like your HR or, um, you know, human resources, uh, employee resource group, um, any of those um, outlets, I would assume. And we'll talk about how you can connect with Katie at the end of the show. Um, and I love the fact that you're going into middle school or the, that, you know, 13, 14-year-old, um, yeah. because I think it even goes back to, like, even those those STEM programs, right? I mean, you know, yeah. when, not to age myself, but we didn't have, like, a focus on STEM, and especially for girls um, back in the day. And so I think it's fantastic um, that you're, you're, gonna, you're doing something like that. Um, so let, I guess, you know, the, let's right, get right to it because we, we don't have that much time. Um, so, Katie, you had, uh, when we had conversations, one of the things that you had said is that you are an extreme people pleaser or you were an extreme people pleaser um, and um, had to get out of being that extreme people pleaser to, to get where you are now. Can you tell or share with our listeners just what is your definition of an extreme people pleaser? Yeah, I like to call myself now a recovering people pleaser because it's one of those <laughs> things where the feelings are still going to come up, I think, no matter how much work we do, but it's really about recognizing and having awareness of the feelings and then having the tools to not give in to the people pleaserness. So let me tell you a little bit about my journey of transformation. I know you mentioned that in the beginning, and that will lead into sort of my definition of extreme people pleaser. And, you know, I could take our full 30 minutes describing this, but I, and I do in my podcast, I go much deeper here, but let me tell you the high level story of my journey. So my transformation journey really started in 2009 after I had my first baby and I had really lost myself. And I think I had a little bit of postpartum depression, even though um, it wasn't officially diagnosed, but I went to my doctor and she said, okay, well, we can get you on medication or you can try therapy. And I'd never tried therapy before. And so I was like, well, I really would like to try that before starting uh, medication. And so I ended up getting paired up with the most amazing therapist just by chance. And she helped me to understand that the outer layer of my onion that was blocked a lot of things in my life was my body image. And so my version of career success actually starts with body image. And what I've found since I've coached a lot of other women is that the, the same thing applies to them. So as I went through this therapy and I learned how to stop hating my body and focusing so much of my time and energy on how to try to lose weight and get thin and look a certain way, it started opening up that outer layer of the onion to deeper things that I needed to work on in my life, like finding out that I was overall an extreme people pleaser. And I had designed my life based on what society had taught and my parents had taught and what my husband wanted versus what I really wanted. I hadn't really taken a step back and focused on that. And then as I started to do that and learn how to value myself, simply for being me. So not value myself based on what society teaches us as women, which is our value is based on what we look like and how we serve and take care of all those around us. That couldn't be further from the truth 
but we all learn that and it's very deep in our subconscious programming. And so once I learned to get past that and take care of myself in my quote unquote personal life, what I really started to see was my quote unquote work life started to take off. Okay. And I put those in quotes because we've been taught to separate that personal life and that work life and that they're two different things. But in reality, it's our whole life. Like it's one life. And we spend the majority of our adult waking hours, well, one third of our adult waking hours at work. So what's going on in your personal life is going to affect your work life and vice versa. And that's very serious. And so when I started putting myself first in my personal life, putting healthy habits first, um, just taking some time for myself, starting a morning routine. Um, these are things that I all dive, 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 dive deeper in in my podcast and we can talk about them. All of a sudden, I started to be able to push past the fears of speaking up at work. And I had been at a manager level in my company for about eight years. And before that, I was an analyst. And before that, I did customer service. So you're looking at a time period of about 10 or 11 years where I was kind of um, just at that same level and kind of in a little bit of a rut. And as I started changing these things at, at home, you could say, or in my personal life, this is when the breakthrough started happening at work. And I ended up getting promoted a couple of times in a short period, about two years, as a direct result of this. And then I started to share, open up and share it with others at my corporate job, who I was coaching and mentoring, which was my, my love and my passion. And it started working for them too, which was wild. Like, I couldn't believe it. it was like, we were on, we're on to something here. This is crazy. I never would have guessed this. And so extreme people pleasing, my definition is that you're really giving into that societal definition that your value and worth is based on taking care of serving those all around you. And you're usually exhausted every day because of it. And you don't have a lot of time for yourself. Okay. So that's kind of my, my high level short version is that it's looking like doing all the things for everyone else around you and not for yourself. Yeah, no, and I think and that's one of the, um, and I would say, you know, and this isn't, you know, um, mutually exclusive um, to men, because we do have some, you know, men who listen to the show as well, um, because I do think, but I do think predominantly um, it is women who have a fear of saying no to things. Um, Absolutely. And so, and not know how to say no, or feel that they need to give an excuse of why I'm saying no. Absolutely. 100%. Men are taught by society that their value and their worth comes from um, a huge part of it, their performance at work and financially being able to provide. And that does and can cause some people pleasing issues. But because they're taught their value is at work and going to work, when they go to work, they're moving towards their value. And when we go to work, we can, we're moving away from what society has taught us our value is. Now, that's all BS, right? None of our value, men or women, is based on those things, but society has created those subconscious programs in our mind. So it does make it, for most men, a little bit easier to speak up at work because their, their brain believes their value lies within being at work. So that's kind of one of the differences between, and I know I'm generalizing there, it doesn't apply 100%, but it does apply for the majority. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so we're going to take just a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors and our partners. So don't go away because we have a lot more that we're going to be discussing. Womenly Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future 
where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. Okay, so we're back with Katie Blummer, and we're um, discussing, like, how you, you know, extreme people-pleasing um, and how to stop doing that. Um, uh, and so I think, you know, for the next question is, as we've said, you know, that this is, you know, a lot of times it's women who is doing this. So, Katie, so what are they doing wrong? What's one of the biggest challenges that women see, um, you know, in trying to take back, you know, some of that control? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, one of the first things is that because we've been taught by society that our value and worth is based on serving all of those around us, as soon as we get into the workforce, we try to earn that value, right? And, and the reality is you don't have to earn your value. You're valuable just because you were born. When you think about a baby, right, we've all held a baby or know someone who's had a baby, you think about how valuable, you know, that baby is. It's extremely valuable. It's a life in your arms. Well, that baby, they don't earn their value. Literally all they do is sleep, cry, eat, and go to the bathroom, right? Like that's what a baby does. <laughs> they're valuable. We, we are literally still that baby, right? And we still are. We don't, just because we, come in, we become an adult doesn't mean we have to start earning our value. And learning how to believe that about yourself allows you to stop saying yes to all the things and to start speaking up at work, even when it feels scary and you have that adrenaline rush, to sort of push past it because you know that your value and worth isn't dependent on your performance at that job. We get so hung up in our value and worth is so intertwined with our performance at work that it causes a feeling of desperation in a lot of us that we have to be perfect and on at all times. And releasing that, ironically, helps us to perform better at our job because we can take a step back and think strategically if we let go of that fear of not getting the highest ratings or that fear of losing the job. It, it really allows us to release that desperate energy and perform better at our job. So that's, that's sort of one mistake that I see is so much of our value and worth wrapped up in our performance at work, right? And then the other mistake that I see a lot of us making, and I made these mistakes too, so no judgment, um, is that when we get busy at work, the first thing that we let go are our healthy habits, okay? The first thing that we let go, we have an early meeting come up, we don't do our workout, right? Um, we have a big project at work, we forget about our meals and we start door dashing everything. Again, not judging. Like I do this, we all do this, right? Uh, but it is it's Katie, a common quit, mistake. Quit looking in your crystal ball and telling me what I know, right? Like. We've all done this. It's just it's so common. And what we need to do is reverse the mindset and believe that if we continue to prioritize these things, and, and that, that takes courage. We have to be bold and say no to that early meeting or ask to have it rescheduled, right? And, and I know that's scary. I totally get it. But when we do that, it really leads to career success. It, it, it's so backwards and so scary, and it sounds crazy, but it, I have proven it with myself, and I've seen many, many other women who I've coached through this have the same results that I promised you. If you get the courage to stand up for yourself, 
it absolutely will help your career performance. And I go way deeper in this in the podcast as well. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing is, is um, so uh, I just have an example of, and I think, you know, as um, women and leaders and, you know, whether it's your your team, your, you have, you know, your junior team, um, I had a leader, oh gosh, um, probably 15, it was probably 20 years ago, um, and he worked out every day at lunch. Every day at lunch, he took an hour, and it was a protected time. And he, had, and he was the VP of our department and said, you know what, I will not take any meetings during this hour time. And it, when this had happened, it was, like, unheard of for me to be like, oh, my gosh, there's, you know, he's going to come out and say, like, no meetings during this time. But it wasn't just for him. So for the entire department, he was like, listen, we are not doing meetings between, you know, it was 11 and 12. And he said, because I want you to take lunch. I want you to eat a healthy lunch. And, we, you know, we had a gym on site. Um, and I want you to do whatever type of workout you want to do. Just get away from your desk. Um, and that was just kind of our marching orders. Now, he did come from the military. So he was mm-hmm. very um, stringent, strict as far as, like, scheduling. Like, we were on time. Everything was, you know. Um, but he protected that time. And I think that's really um, for anyone is when you have that, you need to protect it. And it's okay, especially if you set that expectation up front, right? Um, and again, we had said, you know, you don't need to give excuses of why, um, but that time's protected. And no, I'm not available at that time. So let's do something different. Absolutely. One of the biggest, scariest boundaries that I set for myself along my journey was that I don't take meetings before 10 a.m. And keep in mind, I am the vice president of a large financial portion financial corporation that is based in New York City, and I'm in Utah. So 10 a.m. my time is noon Eastern, right? So I was communicating to my boss in New York that I wasn't taking meetings before noon his time. Uh, Now, that's bold. That is not a baby step, right? This was me on my journey for years making a bold boundary, but it absolutely completely changed my life because it gave me the time in the morning to spend a little bit of time with my kids before they went to school and get my morning routine and my body movement in before I started work. And I do make occasional exceptions um, for folks who are on different time zones. I have some of my team in India, and I just plan specific days once a month where I can make time with them and have an earlier morning. But it absolutely changed my life. And one of the things as leaders that I think we have to really be mindful of is not projecting ourselves onto others. Um, I love what you just said, the, the leader example of the guy you just said had the lunch. Um, but the reality is everybody's best life doesn't necessarily look like going to exercise on their lunch break. For some people, they might not want to get all sweaty and then come back to work. I get it. Sure. Um, so yeah. it's really important to me to, have, to make it my team feel safe to create their own version of their best life. For me, sometimes I do some emails on Saturdays, and my team will see that because emails will come through to them, and I make sure to say over and over like a broken record, you might see emails from me on Saturdays because that is my version of my best life in the morning before my kids are up. I clear out my email with no one bothering me, but I absolutely do not expect you to do the same thing and do not if you don't want to respond to my emails on the weekend. But we do have to give them space for whatever their definition of balance looks like. No, no, that's great. No, very good. So, you know, you've already kind of given some tips, but, um, you know, one of the things that I think, you know, we had talked about early on just kind of at the beginning of the show is that we're kind of taught that, you know, you keep your personal life and your corporate life separate. 
Um, and um, you, you're like, nope, it should be one and the same. So can, what are your tips to create that sustainable career success and also maintain or, or create um, that happy personal life? Yeah. So I think first and foremost, what we need to do is take a step back and decide what we really want. And by what you really want, I mean, how do you really want to be spending your time? Okay. And in my program, I call this values. So when I say we want to define our values, I mean how we value spending our time. And it's really interesting because uh, once we start adulting, we get into our routines and we don't, we're not formal about this, right? We define our goals at work because typically our companies require us to, or we have our own businesses where obviously it's very important to our business plans. But very few of us take a step back and define our values and our goals for our whole life, right? Some of us do it around New Year's, which is coming up, right? Um, but it's usually like we just throw out something or we say something, I'm going to do exercise three days a week or, you know, and then there's the whole rush at the gym and then it fizzles out in, in six weeks or two months, right? Classic. What I teach in my program is that we should all sit down and define our values, meaning how we want to spend our time. And I have a couple of exercises in the podcast. This starts in episode two around values where you sit back, you imagine yourself as a, like a 95-year-old woman who's led her best life and looking back at it and what, do you, what are you proud of, what do you think of? And then, and then I have another exercise where it's visualizing that you only have one year to live and what would you prioritize and what would you not do? What would you do and not do? And we take those exercises and we turn them into a list of our values or how we want to spend our time. So when you start there, then what you can do is you can prioritize those values and you can start making your regular daily decisions based on them. And I have a morning routine um, that's episode 12 of my podcast where you start reading those every day and then you actually tie goals back to the values and then you create boundaries. Boundaries do you have to implement with yourself at work and with others in order to achieve those goals that align with those values? Because when we are spending our time in ways that is not aligned with our values, we generally won't feel balanced, we'll be exhausted, we'll feel like we're in a bit of a rut, we'll feel off. Um, and honestly, that's how most of us are living. Again, no judgment. Like, I teach this stuff and I still have to rein myself back in and refocus on my values. But I can tell you when I did these things, it absolutely changed my life. And it has for many other women who've gone through this. So that's what starts with the balance. Like some people don't even like this word. Some people don't even think you can have balance as, you know, a, a woman, a mom, uh, working full-time. Maybe you have a side gig that you're doing. And I think that you can, but it doesn't look like two scales that are hanging at the same level. It looks like you know your values, you know your goals, and you're choosing to prioritize certain things at certain moments. And for some of us, that means giving ourselves permission to spend more time on our career than we do with our kids at that stage in our life. And society has taught us to feel bad and guilty about that, right? Um, but really, we should just give ourselves full permission to, to do that at certain times in our lives, and certain times our family will come before that. Um, and we go really deep into this in the podcast. But I believe that 
getting really deliberate and clear on all of that and formal about it and reading it every morning will completely change your life and you will start to feel like you're in charge, you're empowered, and you have your own definition of balance. Right, and it's just that constant reminder that we need that constant reminder. Um, even if it seems logical, that constant reminder. Um, it's kind of like, hey, hit spell check before you send that out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and doing it in the morning, there's a lot of science around the brain, for lack of a better scientific term, is most absorbent in the 90 minutes after you wake up, after you come out of that last sleep cycle. And so when you read that in the morning, even though it takes like three minutes to read your page, right, you're way more likely during the day to take actions towards those things you looked at that morning. And it'll happen in your subconscious. You're creating new subconscious programs to sort of help go counteract the ones that society taught us that really aren't the healthiest for us, the ones that lead us towards being people pleasers. Good. So I have a, uh, one more question for you, Katie, and we kind of discussed this a little bit offline. Um, but as we're talking about, you know, um, being able to, you know, set those boundaries and take some control um, as um, women, um, you know, what advice do you have for women who are working in a male-dominated field? Um, yeah. You know, they're, yeah. So I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it is, are, like, related to things I already said, which is we have to believe that our value and our worth doesn't come from serving and taking care of all those around us. And we have to believe that even if we were to lose this job, we would absolutely still be okay. We have the skills to get another job. We have to let go of that desperate clinging energy to getting the, the best ratings and um, just going all out for every single thing at work to prove ourselves. We actually have to let that go and believe that we um, belong there because we have been taught by society that we don't belong there. I mean, it was 50 years ago when women were thought to not be smart enough to work, right? Like, like literally that was 50 years ago. There are still men in the workplace who haven't retired yet, who were starting their careers when women were thought to not be smart enough to hold sort of like a regular business job, right? And that is, so that still exists. We're still, I think, at least a couple generations away from that, those deep subconscious programs going away. And I think us understanding that can really go a long way because like we, Yes, society is part of the solution, but we are part of the solution. We have to start valuing ourselves enough to have the courage to speak up in those male-dominated meetings, right? And it's going to feel scary for most of us. For most of us, sweat is going to pour out of your armpits. When you, when you get the adrenaline feeling and you want to ask the question or say the thing in the meeting, like for me, sweat still pours out of my armpits because our bodies react because we think we're going to die if we speak up in the meeting because our survival brain is trying to protect us. That's what it does. So we have to understand all this in order to believe in ourselves enough, even though we're having the feeling to push through and say the thing anyway. And that's a big topic to cover in the short amount of time. So my podcast goes a lot deeper into some psych psychology tricks to help do that. But I think at its core, at its root, that's what it's about, is that value and that worth and really starting to act like we believe it. 
That's really good. And if anybody hasn't listened um, or haven't seen or you know, this is the first time you've, you've heard of Katie and her, her, her podcast, is I would encourage you to go and check out um, the podcast. Um, it's the Working Mom Happiness Method. It's fantastic um, and a lot of great information on there. So we are actually at time, unfortunately. So I'm, that's our show for today. Katie, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Um, so before, but if our listeners are interested in learning more about Women's Best Life Program, the coaching, um, you know, uh, maybe they want to put in an advance order for your book that's coming out, um, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, thank you so much. The first thing I want to say is don't let the name of the podcast d- deter you. It says the working mom happiness method, but uh, 95% of what's in those episodes, it goes deep into the things that I just talked about, apply to all humans. So you don't have to be a mom. You don't have to be a woman. I have plenty of men who've reached out, said the podcast has really helped them. So um, please don't hesitate to go listen, even if you don't fall into the category of, of working mom. Um, I would love for people to connect with me on Instagram at Katie Blummer, K-A-T-Y-B-L-O-M-M-E-R, at Katie Blummer on Instagram. You can message me there. Um, I'll be advertising the book there when it comes out. You can go to the website, womensbestlifeuniversity.com. And I really recommend checking out episode 12 of the podcast. It applies to everyone. It's how to start your life-changing morning routine, and it goes into everything that I just mentioned. And I believe that for women, body image and that morning routine are the keys to that balance and that career success. So definitely check that out. Yeah, no, and I, um, I think, and I've, and I've listened to it and I've followed it. And, um, and honestly, and I think it really comes down to confidence. Mm-hmm. It helps you gain the confidence. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So I want to give a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U S and internationally, you can listen to more women lead radio on Apple or Google podcasts. Spotify, or iHeartRadio. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. The next Spotlight on Recruiting will be February 5th of 2024. Um, So until then, um, I'm just going to tell all of our listeners, go out, own your life, own your career, and go create your balance. Have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.